everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is the Coffee and Capes podcast, where we are a couple of enthusiasts of both coffee and geek culture, and uh, we just try to have a good time talking about it. True. Very true. You have found us, obviously, because you're listening to this, but uh, let's get all the proppers out of the way. John, where can people find us? Because we've added to the list lately. We have. We have added to the list. So the first thing is you can listen to us at uh, Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. If you want to see our faces, I guess you could go to YouTube if you're watching this right now. Um, you can go and check us out on YouTube. We also have an Instagram page at coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes. Please come give us a follow. Uh, that way you can drop into comments and let us know um, what you thought of the episode and other episodes you might like us to, to talk about. We also have a Facebook page up as well. Um, coffee N, the letter N, capes uh, on Facebook. You can look us up. And then uh, if you need to drop us an email or you want to drop us an email, you can find it, uh, send an email to supers at coffeeandcapes.com. So we're kind of all over the place, all your normal channels. Uh, we'll have a Twitter page live soon with random thoughts, I suppose. I don't know what you do with the tweet tweet anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I have enjoyed Twitter over the years, less so the last couple of years, but uh, yeah. 10 years ago, Twitter was a lot of fun. Yeah, apparently now the thing is is the uh, the TikTok, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I feel like we're too old to try the TikTok thing, at least for now. Yeah, I <laughs> find have the to magic mess with it for work of... purposes, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, coffee. What are you What are you enjoying today, John? Well, in my uh, there we go. Star Wars coffee mug. Uh, I am actually drinking some Black Rifle Beyond Black coffee today. Um, Black Rifle, you know, started out several years ago, kind of as a like small batch niche roaster and they've grown good for them, right? It's always nice yeah. to see small businesses do well and, and start to expand and they, they make some great coffee, some great coffee. So that's who I have today. And as always, I've got a, uh, uh, got to give a shout out to, uh, my friend Nicole and her business partner Sarah at Ladybird Provisions, because I put their coffee bombs in every coffee, and they're absolutely fantastic. So, what about you, Dave? Well, it turns out I also have a Star Wars mug going with uh, great quotes from Star Wars there. Excellent. Yes. And inside of it, I'm enjoying some Blue Mountain blend coffee from Jamaica, which Ooh. is some of the best coffee I've ever had. Yes. It, uh, purports to be uh, rich yet smooth, full-bodied taste of Jamaica. And I would say it, uh, you know, it's, it's called the, the perfect balance of rich flavor, sweet aroma, and moderate brightness. Ooh, moderate uh, brightness. Yeah, I'm not sure about the moderate brightness like... part. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but it tastes really, really good. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what all of my middle school teachers wrote about me and <laughs> like my report cards exhibits some moderate <laughs> brightness, but hard to focus, um, you know. So, yeah, I get it. I can associate with that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we love coffee, but we love geek culture even more. Somebody recently, though, asked me when I was telling them about our podcast here, like, what does that mean, geek culture? And mm. 
so I was thinking about it a little bit and I was thinking back to, you know, when, when we were kids, you and I are, we're in our, in our <clears throat> late forties. Uh, <laughs> yes. One of us later in his forties than the other. Not by uh, much though. Not by much. Yeah. Um, but back when we were kids, geek stuff was not cool, right? <laughs> like I had a big, big collection of action figures. Mm -hmm. Like the Star Wars ones, of course, but like um, the lesser known, like bigger, more poseable, uh, like comic book action figures, the DC stuff and oh, Marvel yeah. stuff. I had a bunch of them. And I, you know, maybe had a couple of friends who would come over and play when I was little, but I don't really remember anybody being like, oh, hey, comic books, let's talk about comic books and how cool those are. Like, yeah. it wasn't really a thing. And I remember like being super excited whenever you would see some version of a comic book thing show up on a TV show, right? Whether it was, and this is how old I am. Like we just saw the electric company just celebrated its 50th anniversary, I think. And uh, remember Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Spidey little segments on electric company. Those were so yeah. cool. So great. So cool. Right. Or the, the Spider-Man cartoon, friends. super friends, right? The Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Super friends. We got the wonder twins who, you know, yes. was the form of like a bucket of water. And right. Cause that strikes whatever. fear in the hearts of criminals everywhere. Yep, absolutely. But it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Right? Do you remember the fantastic four show that for whatever weird, dumb reason, they replaced human torch with some like robot pet thing. Nope. I don't okay. remember that. And I'm really yeah. glad I didn't, but yeah. uh, when we get into this topic, yeah. that can, yeah. it's, it's, when we get into today's topic, it'll definitely like that group will come up. Yeah. So like there, you know, it just seemed like often, I swear there was like, I have this vague memory of a Captain America, I think made for TV movie in the early eighties. That was yeah, there just was. terrible. It was horrible. Right. And so that's what we were used to that the TV adaptations of the comic book characters that we loved were awful mm -hmm. so to me one of the great joys of this era right now of geek culture is one we're kind of ruling the world which is sort of fun and cool <laughs> and two that you know we get to see these characters we've been reading about for so long brought to life in tv shows and movies that are terrific that are amazingly well done yeah. right and just what a huge shift that is I think, it's, it's, I think that's one of the reasons we're so excited. And like, I mean, there's so much to talk about now because in some ways us comic book geeks are ruling the entertainment world, which probably isn't all hundred percent great, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. You, you know, and, I, and I'm right there with you. Like growing up, you went to comic book shops. I can remember the comic book store that I went to in, in the eighth grade in Albany, Oregon, that, was above a different store and almost like an attic. It was like hmm. an afterthought and all the boxes were on the floor because it was such a small space, like just such a limited space. And you, you know, you had like maybe five people that were in there on a regular basis. And yeah. Uh, you know, that was, that was kind of it. And, and really that the most acceptable form of like each geek culture and sci-fi was, was star Wars. Right. Right. Yeah. Comic books hadn't hit their stride. Although we started to see things like, you know, the Jim Lee era of stuff come through and, you know, art was changing storylines. were getting a little bit more, uh, I guess it's skewing a little bit more adult, like the mutant massacre through X-Men, those kinds of things. So, 
Um, but as time has gone on, we're, we're in kind of a, a different golden age of geek culture right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Cinematic Universe, Star Wars has expanded, Disney Plus has come along and launched a whole series of shows, right? There's there's just so much out there and, and it's, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good, Yeah. right? Um, but the acceptance of it, like you don't, and we're both, like you said, we're both, you know, late forties. And uh, so our, our view of this might be a little bit different, but with the acceptance of this, it seems like the kids who got picked on a lot for enjoying comic books back in the day, right. Have a little bit more social acceptance today. Yeah. Um, sure seems which is, way. which is wonderful to see. Right. 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 And for old guys like us who, you know, love talking about this kind of stuff over coffee um, and have kind of lived through a rich history of, of comic book and geek culture and can remember things like Star Trek with William Shatner on TV, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And the amazing sets that existed. Um, Buck Rogers. I don't know oh if my anybody's going to remember Buck oh. Rogers. So all these, all these yes. battles, the original Battlestar Galactica, which right. was like, right. man, when I saw that on TV on like Saturdays, I was like, Ooh. uh, for us, like who, who grew up with that and that just that love for that kind of culture, like this is, this is like a dream come true to be able to watch right. all these movies and, and see all this stuff brought to life on big screen. So, uh, and to see the stories evolve and the art evolve, you know, right. and, um, and that kind of leads into, you know, the history of it and the evolution of it and what we've seen on screen kind of leads into today's topic, Dave. Exactly. Yeah. So back in episode three, which, you know, if you haven't listened to it, we hope you'll go back and take a listen. It's, it's a little pretty entertaining. We, we called it Who's Got the Look? As in like, who's really embodied? What actors have embodied their character? And so this is kind of a tangent from that or a continuation, if you will, but what are some of our, our characters that have been embodied, been filled by more than one actor, and in some cases, many more than one actor? Uh, mm-hmm. So that's what we're calling this episode, Famous Franchises, Different Faces. Yeah. Where do you want to start, John? Man, I, I feel like there's so many places we could start, right? But I think since we both have this one on our Zoom screen, <laughs> I feel like it's a natural place to start with Batman. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and the first memory I ever have of Batman being on a screen was Adam West. Absolutely. Same. Right. Uh, absolutely. You know, campy, ridiculous, even had like when somebody was supposed to hit somebody, you got the big bam, pow on screen. And then all of a sudden it cut to like somebody laid out on the floor, you know, because back in those days, like that's how they handled violence on TV. Um, Right. And it was super campy, right? It was super campy and fun. And who doesn't love Adam West? Um, and when I was a kid, I wasn't I wasn't aware enough to figure out. Like, I don't think I knew what campy was. It just was fun. I yeah, just, it was I, just a I great enjoyed time. watching it. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, yeah. You know, and then uh, we went without for a long time. I mean, we had the the um, cartoon every right. now and then, right? A, a cartoon might pop up. Although DC Cinematic Universe didn't kick off for quite some time. No, uh, but the Super DC, Friends at the time yeah, super friends right we had super friends but and we then, didn't have like the the more modern justice league cartoons until after we got uh michael keaton yeah 
as Batman, which I don't know about you, but I remember seeing that announced and thinking, Mr. Mom? Yeah. <laughs> like the gung ho guy? What? Right. Like Beetlejuice? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like this is I like his movies, Batman? but he's not Batman. Yeah, right? Not not Batman. Now it, I don't know about you. I'm curious your take. I did get really excited when they showed the Batmobile. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. I was like, whoa, yes. that's cool. Um, but I'm curious, right? Because obviously now the the view of Michael Keaton as Batman uh changed instantly in the in the film, right? I mean, instantly. Yeah. Uh he did such a good job, in my opinion. And you know, they they kept him through two movies. But I'm curious, Dave, what was your uh your thoughts on Michael Keaton? Well, the movie itself was good enough that it really, it checked all the boxes, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so whatever flaws might have been there for Michael Keaton as Batman, I, I didn't notice him because the movie yeah. was just so much fun to have. And like, as you said, the first time in, at that point, like 20, 25 years since we'd had a, a live screen Batman, a live action Batman rather. Yeah. That, yeah, so the, the Batmobile was so cool, and the you know the effects with the you know the remote control for the car, or, or just the oh yeah. Um, I remember it felt dark and gritty at the time. You go back and watch it now, it it feels much more campy. Sure, but especially it's Nicholson's role. But but at the time, like the all black suit. Yeah, it was great. And you know he's got kind of that grim approach. I remember finding it a little odd that Bruce Wayne was suddenly wearing glasses. Like, I don't know what that was about. Like he needed readers apparently. Yes. But, but uh, we'll whatever. go with it was part of a disguise, I guess. But, uh, yeah. And you know, he did a great job through two movies. Yes. Um, and, you know, Tim Burton, you know, uh, the second one wasn't bad. Um, by Amy Stretch. I, I, I don't think it was as good as the first. And I think everybody kind of agrees with that. Right. And then we got like that the the studio couldn't let Batman go when Keaton left and they just went rapid succession after that of, yeah. you know, actor after actor to try and keep the franchise alive. We got Val Kilmer. Yeah. Who again is a, is an actor that especially Phenomenal in the actor. 80s and 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 early 90s I loved. Phenomenal actor. Yeah. He, he did he did a great job uh we got who followed george clinton well but let, let's val kilmer for just a minute though like i remember thinking val kilmer was pretty good as batman and pretty bad as bruce wayne <laughs> yes and i know now it's kind of dumb but i was always thrown off by like the blonde like bruce wayne doesn't he's not supposed to be blonde like that's just so weird like i, I know now it's just dumb but still like it was enough to kind of take you out of uh, yeah but you know i think i think that's fair right because it took me out of it too i was like meh you know uh, as a batman once he put the cow on it was yeah. great he yeah. did a really good job um yeah. as bruce wayne me right um and that's okay we've we've got a history of you know somebody nailing one half of that persona like really yeah. well i like you know we go into george clooney Right. I think it's kind of the opposite there. I think yeah. Clooney was a pretty darn good Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah. And pretty darn bad Batman. <laughs> yes. But then again, right, this goes to writing and direction as well. Oh. Because it's not sure. like either yeah. Kilmer or Clooney are bad actors by, you know, there's, right. they're not. Right. Um, they're lauded as actors for a reason, right? But yeah, Clooney, Clooney's Bruce Wayne was solid. And he put on the cowl and you were like, dude, you are a guy at a costume party <laughs> trying to be cool right now. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of a bummer. And I, and again, I don't blame him. Right. It's not his fault that they put nipples on the bat suits <laughs> or gave them weird coloring or whatever. Like it. Yeah. Like you got like different, like it just, it was so. Was that movie directed by Joel Schumacher? It was, yeah. And I know, I'm pretty sure I remember that he's on record saying, eh, he just wanted to make a, a movie that his grandkids would enjoy. Yes, yeah, 100%. That's exactly what he went on record saying. Which, and Okay. Cool. You yeah. made the Power Rangers uh, Batman. <laughs> right. Yes. Like, good for you. Your, your grandkids yeah. probably loved it. Yeah. And, and that's wonderful, right? Um I remember I was working at a book a bookstore at the time the the uh, late lamented Walden books, oh, yeah. and uh, and there was so much merchandise in the store leading up to that movie the Batman and Robin movie mm -hmm. and uh, like every type of book you know like oh here's the novelization here's the junior novelization here's the the picture book here's the it's everything. everywhere yeah and then to have the movie just be so schlocky bad. and bad and just it was bad yeah like, and it hasn't oh. aged well if you've ever gone to like oh. gone back oh, yeah. to try watching it again yeah so years ago my kids would when we 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 actually still have a working vhs have i mentioned them old um mm. and <laughs> that was somehow that was like a tape that they found and i'm like yeah it's okay if you watch this when they were pretty little so they've they've seen it a couple of times actually and you watch you're like oh my gosh just Every single piece of dialogue is just some terribly, terribly corny yeah. joke. Yeah, it, it, it was joke. Just, <laughs> yeah, in the holy there. rusted metal, Batman. He's like, <laughs> what? It's like it's holy rusted and it's metal. It's like, yeah. oh, you guys bombed that. You gotta put them on ice. So bad. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Is, like, yeah. So, but we're not here to. It's we're just, not here to no, no. the movie. No, no, uh, no. So we move on past uh, George Clooney. Yeah. Right. And who was our next live action Batman? Well, Christian Bale, of course. Christian Bale. Yeah. And Christian Bale, right, falls into that, like, did one side phenomenally well. And the other side, you're just kind of like, okay. He wasn't bad. Like, he wasn't bad, I don't think, in either, but interesting. I don't know if I would have put him there. So which, which, which way do you lean on that one? Um, say that what are you thinking which which side was was better for you with him i actually liked uh for him there his bruce wayne to me was fantastic hmm. like his bruce wayne to me was was pretty dead on like was able to easily flip between playboy philanthropist like i'm bruce wayne i have money and i'm just gonna be all carefree and all this other stuff and and slightly could come off as arrogant but well-meaning and then his personal conversations with like alfred you know he was very very thoughtful right yeah uh, the batman side the only thing that i'm gonna say on the batman side of things that 
there were two, right? One, the physicality, right? Um, Batman's, and, and this was the issue, I think another issue with Michael Keaton, right? There was a certain level of like physicality that Batman has. Um, the other thing was after a while, the gravelly voice, voice right sure. right yeah. you're like yeah. but in all fairness like everybody ran into that right and, and like everybody up until christian bale had like i'm batman right or or some variant of it right and uh when we talk about the next person to don the cowl in movies that 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 changes a little bit yeah so that's interesting i i would say i probably enjoyed bale's batman portrayal a little more than his Bruce Wayne, but I think he was really good at both. Like, I do think just what you said about uh, him as Bruce Wayne was, was pretty good. And he did a good job of, I mean, he really committed to the idea that Bruce Wayne is the mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That and I like Batman is the, is the, is the, who he really is at his, at his heart. Um, and the mask within the mask. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's the mask, but then there's also the, there's sort of the two sides of Bruce Wayne there's the, oh, I'm going to pretend to be a carefree, philandering mm -hmm. billionaire. Uh, but every once in a while, you'll see me set aside that mask and be more real as, as a person as Bruce Wayne. Uh, but even that is still kind of a mask for what I really just want to do is beat, up beat, beat people up in the dark. <laughs> right. But I mean, and, and that's, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you in that that thread you know flowed through the movies a lot was the idea of uh batman is you know who he really is and when he takes the cow off like he's actually putting on the mask of bruce wayne yeah very very like true in that series of films and i do uh, think his physicality like he's just he was just big right you remember the scenes of him doing push-ups and just physically his his musculature like he's a big dude who made himself a big dude for that role and it it kind of this is a grand statement but it kind of redefined how we picture batman hmm. like i don't, I don't know, know. I, can batman I, I, be like as skinny as michael keaton again yeah no uh, and i don't think that and i think that in the comic books when you start seeing the evolution of batman batman's never been a small character well true like, yeah he's not he's not a little guy like if you watch him stand next to superman in the comics like that physicality exists and it's right. always existed and it has to because he's out there night after night after night right. doing that stuff um but we hadn't so, really seen that on screen before Bale. no we hadn't we had not so in that that aspect like i thought he's still me personally i thought Yes, he was better than those that had come before him in that respect, but there was still a certain level of it that I was I was missing. Like, okay, whether it was his speed and the ferocity with which he went through people, maybe that was it, right? Um, but overall, I thought Christian Bale at that point and, and still probably is the most well-rounded Batman that yeah. we had seen. Yeah, um, for sure. And I would say, I don't think this is going on on a limb at all, but I would say uh, Dark Knight is still the best so good. comic book movie that we have. So good. Yeah. So good. And a lot um, of that, a lot of that, of course, is on, on Heath Ledger and, and what he did with Joker there. But right. Uh, 
Um, it's so good. And so our, our uh, next, because he's not the final anymore. No. Right. Uh, and we get to talk about the upcoming, but the next one uh, has everybody likes to refer to him as Batfleck. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck as Batman. Right. And yeah, I think Ben Affleck as Batman nailed the physicality mm -hmm. better than anybody else prior to him. Like he put on serious weight for that yeah. role. Yeah. When they showed him fighting, like he was vicious. Yes. And strong. And, you know, and we got the voice modulator instead of the gruff voice, which I thought was kind of cool. Yes, I agree. That's a better choice. Where I think that he uh, he got kind of short short end of the stick was they brought a version of Batman into a universe that it, it didn't make sense. Right. I think what they asked Affleck to do, he did really well. Yes. I think if you had made... Uh, the the dark knight returns yeah the dark knight the, the returns frank miller movies. the frank miller the, yeah thank you frank yeah. miller i kept thinking of keith miller i don't know why i was thinking of keith miller but the but the frank miller series into movies which is essentially where Zack snyder pulled that from right right and you put ben affleck in there oh so good like so he, good. that's basically what they asked him to do was be mm -hmm. an older wizened kind of cynical bat version of batman and he nailed i look i the movies aren't really all that good overall but i think he nailed it yeah for what he was asked to do i think he yes it. that's what i mean yeah right exactly and, and again i think he was a victim of of the idea being incoherent with regards <laughs> to like you know what they were trying to do yeah and Granted, the, the Zack Snyder version of the movie was infinitely better than the Joss Whedon version of the movie, um, yes. you know, and explored more and, and came in to, you know, allow characters to expand more. And it was it was solid. But um, yeah, it, he was a man out of time almost. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. To put him with a a mostly new superman and a brand new wonder woman well new to the world wonder woman new to the world wonder woman and brand new flash yeah brand right? new Cy uh, cyborg yeah cyborg was brand new yeah. and you had old man batman like how does that team age yeah right at some point like are they all hanging out and they're like all right guys time to go fight you know time to go fight lex luther and all of his baddies and they look down and they're like bruce How's the chair holding up? <laughs> right. yeah. Do you need us to push you? I can go at less than super speed because last time it caused problems with your colostomy bag. <laughs> um, you know, I just, it, yeah. but that's how that's like, that was the issue that I had with that as it went. And, you know, I, Ben Affleck catches a lot of grief at, from people as not being a, a, a solid actor, but I disagree. I, I think he's done some not so great stuff but when he has really honed in i mean if you've ever seen argo mm -hmm. yeah like he's phenomenal and he directed that same with right. uh and you know didn't he win an oscar for that or something or he did yeah he's won he's, a couple oscars sure you can't really nominated? pick on affleck like i mean I, I, in the same in the sense that uh, like 
just because you won an Oscar doesn't mean you're fantastic. Like lots of, but he's won. We can two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. I think he's I, he I, he's often enjoyable and and I think as a as Batman he did pretty good. Bruce Wayne maybe leaned a little too heavy on the grumpy and cynical, but, but I mean, that's a portion of the character too, and that's probably yeah. what he was asked to play. So right, that's what he was asked to do. And then uh still to come, yeah. And if you've seen the previews for it. Just so we're all clear, just so everybody on the podcast knows, uh, we're trying to ease Dave into the idea of watching previews for movies because he has historically not done this. But I tried to he, avoid them because I found too often you see what you see in the trailer, like either spoils something in the movie or like it's it, it's the one really good joke and they show it in the in the trailer and then it doesn't land as well in the movie. So I've I've been trying lately to avoid trailers, but. I will admit I've seen a few trailers for the Batman. Yeah. And I, and let's talk about this. This casting for me went all the way back to Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. I went the glittery Twilight guy. Yeah. Get the bleep out of here. You cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Batman. I was on that train with everybody else. Yeah. I was like, no way. And then some people started to say, have you seen him in these other films? Um. And mostly and, I would say, no, I haven't seen that film. No, I haven't seen that film. Oh, gosh, right. no, no, I haven't seen that film either. And they, and they, uh, you know, and all those people are like, hey, you should try and check them out. Like, here's yeah. a series of films to go and look at. And if you're not aware, like, he's been in a lot of movies outside of Twilight. Right. Like, a lot. Like, he's a well, uh, well-used actor. And some of them are very dark. Like, yeah, very, very dark. Yeah. So, and then you see the tra uh, some of the trailers for the Batman, and I'm pretty convinced he's going to do really well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I know that there have already been kind of some things that have made fun of it, but we've had so many times like somebody going, "I'm Batman," <laughs> and uh, his "I'm Vengeance" thing yeah. really. You know, I I like that they're pulling this Batman from like the idea of Batman Year One comics, mm -hmm. right? Uh, less detective at that point in his his life as Batman, and more just kind of uh, exercising his abilities from a physical sense, right? Yeah. but developing his his detective skills and having and being put in situations to have to hone those uh yeah Which, of course uh batman begins borrowed a lot from the from year one yeah year one yeah. story so it'll be interesting to see how how those differ now my my question is is this in the same universe as joaquin phoenix's the joker mm. yeah it's a good question i don't know yeah I don't know either. I do think the when you you brought up the I am vengeance reminds me immediately of the the Batman the animated series from the mm. early nineties, mm -hmm. right? Where he, part of that opening sequence, he says, "I am vengeance, I am vengeance," yeah. like that's and just how good that was for so long. Oh yeah, DC animation really was a step above marvel animation 
for a, a really long time. For sure. Like a yeah. really long time. I, I, I don't think if we're being honest, like I don't think I've enjoyed Marvel animation on the level that I've enjoyed DC animation until what if. Right. Um, yes. Right. And, and what yeah. if was we've talked about in previous episodes. So if you're listening to this, you're curious about our take on what if go back and listen to the other one. Um, but yeah, it, it's the Batman portrayals and there've been so many, uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the best, most out of character Batman voice actor portrayals is Will Arnett as Batman in Lego Batman. <laughs> oh, so perfectly hilarious. Uh, yes, hilarious. Like such a such a such a perfect uh, lampoon of the of the of the worst impulses of the Batman character. <laughs> Just fantastic. <laughs> like so great. Hats off to Will Arnett. Yeah. Like what's so the little good. song he sings? Darkness. No yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So good. Um, and if we if we go down the road of of like animated Batman, I think we're gonna be just talking about Batman forever. Um because right. so, like 10 different actors have have voiced him in the various in the various animated yeah. Um so maybe maybe now is a good time to shift, right? And I, so well before we do so let's what's the final word on Batman? If you had to you had to pick one actor. Who who do you want to be your Batman? Oh, that's tough. If we're if so, I think it's it's a little situational for me, right? Okay. If we're going with the Frank Miller, Pop out, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, and I think if we're going with like the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns universe, give me Ben Affleck. He he's mm-hmm. you know great job. Yeah. Uh, if we're going though for a bigger, more you know kind of mainstream Batman. And by mainstream, I think we're talking about like the storylines that flow with like the comic book history and everything else. Christian Bale at this point. Yeah. Right. Easily Christian Bale at this point. I still love Michael Keaton. I'm excited to see Michael Keaton return as Batman in the Flash movie. That'll be so cool. Um, And, you know, the others who shall not be named uh, their portrayals. I don't ever want to see again. I'd like to see them play other characters. I like them as other other characters, but not Batman. Yeah. So yeah, but I'd say Christian Bale, right? Yeah. What about you, Dave? Uh, I I am right there with you on both counts. There, with uh, as much as I love, love, love Christian Bale, uh, I'm I'm going to keep an open mind, and I think there's a possibility that Pattinson overtakes him for that more mainstream Batman. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Pattinson does. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm curious to see next um, year. Right. You get that next year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, next year. Um, All right. Well, who's next? Well, we can go one of two ways, right? And I feel like this is going to end up being one of those that we revisit from time to time because I there's a long list, right? Right? There's a long list, and maybe we uh, we just roll this through the Batman theme, okay? And let's let's talk about the Joker. Oh, all right. Because we've had now multiple versions of the Joker. Yes. Um, the original in the Adam West series was, um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, not Romero? Romero. Wasn't it? Was it Romero? So. I thought so. Oh, man. That's the name that I went to in my head. 
If only we had a way to check these things out. Dave's our fact checker, everybody. So when we get stuck, (laughs) Dave immediately goes into fact checking. Yeah, I can't stand not knowing. (laughs) Yeah, again, though, right? Uh, His portrayal matched the theme, the feel, um, everything of of that series and was campy. Yeah, Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. There you go. I keep thinking... George Romero. Whenever I say Romero, oh who, sure, the sure, zombie guy. Different, yeah, different, different person. Yeah, and that's why I was like, man, that's wrong. <laughs> so Cesar Romero, uh, great job, right? For what he was as a foil for Adam West and the leader yeah. of kind of the the group of bad guys that existed within that universe. Yeah, within that series. Um, Dave, but who's up next after him? Uh, well, that would be Jack Nicholson, wouldn't it? I believe so. What was yeah. your take on Jack Nicholson? I mean, at the time, it was great. Like, and look, that hit right in my wheelhouse. I, I was uh, in '89. Uh, I was like a junior or a senior in high school, and then fast forward like two years, and honest to goodness, in college, me and some buddies, we watched Batman over and over and over again and i'm i'm no joke i i could pretty well at one point quote the entire movie from beginning to end nice. like it's it's insane like how much we listen to and watch that movie um and for sure like you get the three of us in the room the three buddies that would watch it or three or four or five of us with whatever we could absolutely come up with the whole thing so i i mean i've spent a lot of years um saying things like my balloons he stole my balloons. Why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those things? Like I just yeah. so I have zero ability or interest, honestly, in being objective about it. Like that movie just it still resides in a large portion of my brain, I think. Um that's fair. Yeah. And I, you know, I think Nicholson did a pretty good job of adding some danger to the character, right? Mm-hmm. He's still he's still kind of kind of silly and kind of funny in a couple of parts but then every once in a while just like random violence for no reason whatsoever right, right. Like, you ever dance with the devil under a pale moonlight yeah that's that of all my prey like what that doesn't mean what does that mean and while you're thinking about that he shoots you and you're dead right. like like i i appreciate the the addition of some fear and some violence to the character um as like an evolution from where Romero was yeah yeah I, I agreed you know and it's Jack Nicholson right yeah. It, like yeah. Jack Nicholson um and his his portrayal of the Joker was for me you know looking back on it now and and even then uh, a little campy at times yeah. um you know but again I think that's Tim Burton like it's just the, Tim Burton's wheelhouse is a little odd and campy, right? Mm-hmm. You look at any of the movies that he's made. Definitely. Um, but to your point, the random violence that like all of a sudden, and, and Jack Nicholson does that kind of stuff really well, right? If yeah. you've ever seen a movie, uh, The Departed. Um, right. Right. He just suddenly like snaps and like, but is very calm about snapping. Um, and the same thing with his portrayal as, as Joker, like, the violence was just very like there's something about calm violence out of somebody who's very over the top yeah. that is terrifying 
Yeah, that's a great point. Like back to yeah. the, that balloon scene. Um, remember at the end of that, he's like Bob Gun, and he like he just just shoots cold Bob. shoots Bob, his main henchman. Yeah, because Batman like, got away freaking the out about right. the balloons. Yeah, like losing his mind that yeah. his balloons are stolen, and then he just calms down. And he goes, Bob Gun. Bob hands him the gun, shoots him, and just goes on about the day. Yep. And that yep. is to to have a freak out about your balloons, right? And then just reach level calm and shoot somebody. Like that is a level of psychosis in a character that you you know makes them truly terrifying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I liked Nicholson as you know there was a little. It was odd because in the comics, the Joker is never bigger than Batman. <laughs> right. Yeah. In that movie, the Joker was bigger than Batman. But yeah. you know, whatever. We get past it. Yeah. And you have to remember at the time, I mean, and I don't know the exact order of these movies, but Nicholson had been had recently in the late mid to late 80s and early 90s, you know, he'd played essentially the devil in Witches of Eastwick and and played oh, yeah. uh, you know, a the wolf. Like a werewolf, yeah, wolf man. In the movie I think which yeah. is called Wolf yeah, or the Wolf, like maybe that, uh, that might have also been with Michelle Pfeiffer, but well, not also because she was the next. she wasn't in the first one. Sorry, but you know what I mean. Right. Like he's he kind of had at that time was he was like your go to guy for yeah, bad guy, crazy like, violent, yeah, yeah, for crazy violent. Agree. Yeah. Um, so we got Nicholson. Yeah, the next on screen portrayal that we saw and. and I do want to touch on the animated at some point, but let's yeah. stick to silver yeah. screen. Yeah. Uh, the next on-screen version we saw, as we all know, was the uh, late great Heath Ledger. Yeah. Who, again, the randomness. Oh. And the calm, like, demeanor. I, I still, and I'm getting chills about it now, is the scene in the room with all the mobsters. And he goes... Who wants to see a magic trick? Yeah. Right. And he yeah. makes the the pencil disappear because he drops that guy's head into it. Ta-da. And then he just sits down and like starts having the conversation. And like somebody calls him a freak and he's like, I'm not. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm I'm not. Yeah. But then he's right. Yeah. I think we talked about that a little bit, maybe in the the we did. who's got the look episode. But uh just to reiterate, again, I think part of what the the storyline did to aid that mm. was opposite of what they do with Nicholson, where you we gave him a, we gave the Joker a pretty clear backstory. The thing that added to me to the, to the effectiveness of the Heath Ledger character yeah. was the second time he went through the, you know, I told you how I got these scars and it was a completely different story and you understood in that moment or at least i understood in that moment it took me till then to understand this guy's bat spit crazy and is not yeah. about to tell you the truth about anything and the truth is you don't know anything about who he is yep and, and, and yeah and he, and he has like his motivation is impossible to like understand right because other than the he just wants to see the world burn right other than he, and, and alfred nails yeah. it michael yeah. kane's alfred nails yeah. it and says you know sometimes people just want to see the world burn yeah. and it was apparent right he wanted to see the world burn and he felt a pull from batman showing up on the scene and i think heath ledger 
there's a there's a piece there that I think it's overlooked and it's a thread that's existed through the comics for a long time and comes to light more and more these days is the relationship mm-hmm. right that exists between Batman and the Joker yeah. and Heath Ledger right because it's it's been brought up like the Joker loves the Batman like yeah. he's like he doesn't want to kill the Batman without him there's no Joker yeah right right, he just wants to see like how far they can push each other and you know what happens and can he get batman to cross the line and all these things and yeah you know heath ledger demonstrates that in his his portrayal too and even talks about like you know i don't want to kill you (laughs) like (laughs) you know i don't want to kill you like that's not what he's trying to do he's trying to see if he can get him to cross the line if he can break that one rule yeah right um so yeah such a phenomenal job you know and then yeah and then we got jesse eisenberg oh wait no he was playing lex luthor as if he were kind of sort of the joker yeah but and then (laughs) we got the actual version of the joker uh jared leto yeah who again phenomenal actor like can be yeah i mean has done some just absolutely amazing like roles absolutely amazing but his joker first the way that they did it up the tattoos yeah the face tattoos yeah the gold on the teeth I, i don't know what are your thoughts on that it was so dumb and so bad like and didn't make any sense so i remember watching i don't know what like set of videos like online stuff you know people love to make their their theories about these things um oh it is something like this the website something theory um film theory maybe i can't remember like that's it yeah anyway like he had a a relatively compelling case that the jared leto joker is actually uh, jason todd jason todd i saw that one too yeah and not the original the actual... not, not og joker and that's right. why he's like different and weird and bad yeah but i you know no matter what it was for me personally a fail um yeah because the aesthetic first of all was so far so, off so off yeah yeah uh and they get the violence part down, but not the randomness and not really yeah. the fear. Yeah. It was like characters were said they were afraid of him, but you didn't see it in the same way that you could for sure with Ledger and even really as we we're talking about with Nicholson. Yeah. And you, and you know, there's a scene that kind of epitomizes that. It's like the Joker and Harley are sitting in a dance club, mm-hmm. with like some other gangsters and, and having a conversation. And you're like, this never happened and then they're outside driving down the road in a purple lamborghini uh and that's not like it's not a thing you know it, it there were just so many inconsistencies in that that portrayal in the way that it was written and um you and know look, which it is was, it was always going to be hard for the next person to follow to follow heath ledger yeah but man 
Leto, that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if we progress past the agreed upon unfortunate portrayal of Joker from Jared Leto, who, you know, I actually think looks kind of cool and Morbius, but that's a different, uh, different tangent. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. That, first of all, bravo to the, the studio that greenlit a standalone origin story of the Joker. Wow. Like never in a million years did I see that coming. Yeah. Uh, second, Joaquin Phoenix, super talented actor. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, just incredibly talented. Plays a really solid bad guy. I mean, if you don't believe me, go back and watch Gladiator. Um, just you want him to die the whole film. <laughs> You're like somebody just, just recognize what he's growing into and just stab him in the face. Um, but the weight loss that he went through, mm-hmm. uh, just everything for this portrayal and seeing really the level of psychosis that existed doesn't get revealed until the end right yeah really well written yes and you know spoiler alert here but i i like how the ending picks up a little bit more of the because it felt like it felt like an origin story it felt like oh gosh here we're going to explain everything away and then at the end it kind of pulls that rug out from underneath you Right. Yeah. Because it, it's, it, you're, you're going through and you're seeing, you know, this, this, just the poor guy who gets picked on and yeah. beat down and you're like, okay, so now we're, now we're being put in a position to feel bad for this individual and understand how he gets here. And then the like relationship that he like this beautiful relationship that he has with his neighbor and mm-hmm. her kid and you know, all this stuff. And you start like, feeling for the character and right. then he goes and knocks on her door and she has no idea yeah right like you're like oh to oh, use your phrase earlier him. yeah he's bat spit crazy yeah like, <laughs> right he right. is none yeah. of this is connected he has done some horrible things and just lives in a fantasy world where uh-huh. nothing is connected yeah uh yeah i mean and the thing at the end right isn't it revealed that he wasn't like the relationship he thought he had with the with the mother like figure wasn't really his mom so like you don't at the end you don't really know anything about the character no you just know that he is nuts yeah right and has a great capacity for violence yes and i think that so much so we see and there's a moment towards the end well it is the end where we see how enigmatic i'm saying that word wrong uh he that insanity and that pull that it has on like people uh-huh how strong that it like became and as he stands on top of the car and everything is burning and people are essentially like enthralled by him yeah yeah Thank God nothing like that ever happens in real life. Yeah, no, we, we just don't go down those roads though on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah. I, you know, 
to that it point. Is, yeah, no, you're right. It's a, it's an important word about how easily people can get enthralled by a violent psycho. Yeah. And you know, he's when he comes rolling out onto uh, Robert De Niro's oh talk show. Yeah. In makeup. And he just bombs and goes off the deep end mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. Like he has done in the comics a million times. Right. Right. You know, that was one of those, like, you're, you're like, okay, this is rapping in a way that like is, it's great. And, and while it's not on the level of like Heath Ledger's portrayal, I would put him like between Heath Ledger and everybody else. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, and it would be cool to see him and uh, Robert Pattinson end up sharing screen time in like a different kind of DC universe. Yeah. Just as long as Zack Snyder's not in charge of it. No. No. Not enough no. of that. Uh, but Dave, there is a famous actor portrayal of the Joker that I know you're dying to talk about. There is. Back to the animated series, Batman the Animated Series. And I, I think he did such a good job of disguising his voice. I didn't know at the time right away that that Mark... Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, yeah, is the voice of Joker in that show for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some, I don't know how many episodes. Uh, what did you like about it, though? I, I mean, your favorite aspect well, of that? I'm gonna look up how many episodes Mark Hamill was the Joker. Yeah, good question. Um, What did I like about that? Well, I, you know, it. I'm trying to look at the timing of when did that come out? Like my, you know, it came out in '92, so it was before we'd had. It was before Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. By a decade, by more than, um, yep. by 15 years, and uh, I think, and of course, that's where it's the animated series that created the character of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, so something about that Joker and the and the voice, there's a there's a shrillness to his voice that I think gets at what we're talking about with the the crazy and the violence, but also the relationship that like he wants the Batman to be around. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to get rid of him. Yeah, he's not trying to get rid of him. Um, just so everybody knows, Hamill voiced the Joker in. 14 episodes of Batman the Animated Animated Series, three episodes of Superman the Animated Series, five episodes of the new Batman Adventures, five episodes of Justice League, an episode of Static Shock, and a few segments in Robot Chicken. (laughs) Okay. I did not know that last one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love Mark Hamill. Like he's he's just all about entertaining and you know being part of. Um yeah, it's he does such a good job disguising his voice. We talked about this in a yeah. prior episode, right? That yeah. he just, he's a phenomenal voice actor. He's, he's great. You know, we love him as Luke Skywalker. Always will, always yeah. will. Um, and he's just a, a really nice human being from everything that you ever see. I've never met him, but you just see the stuff that he does. And yeah, his online he's very, presence shows. Yeah, he's, he's very fan really focused and, yeah. you know, Thoughtful, very cares about people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many other people, how many other actors can be both like a super iconic good guy 
and a super iconic bad guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm agreed. sure there's others. I haven't tried to figure that list out, but maybe there's a list for a future episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But um, yeah, he just, you know, such a great job. And so if we're, if we're taking the jokers we just talked about. Yeah. And looking at for you, who's number one? It's got, it's, it's Heath Ledger for me. Yeah. Like it's not close. I, I enjoy those other portrayals, but Heath Ledger is far and away. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Heath Ledger, like absolutely. And, you know, it's not saying somebody can't come along and, and do it, but he slid into that role so well. Right. And he, and he wore it so well. And if you go back and watch the movie and I did recently, so it was just it's one of those that i can watch over and over and over yeah. again yeah so many phenomenal moments of his his swings from one end of the spectrum to the other right, right. like right. just calm like having a conversation and then like Ooh, and like yeah you know goes a little nuts so yeah and you know there's to be fair there's probably some sense in which his performance is is kind of preserved in amber as it were because mm -hmm. obviously tragically died after not long after that and yeah. and so he, you know this is gonna sound terrible like he never had a chance to do it again and like mess it up or something you know what i mean like right yeah. he has the the one essentially perfect portrayal and that's it and that's all it can ever be yeah and and so it's I don't know. To use a sports analogy, we're both wearing, you're wearing your Red Sox hat. I've got my White Sox hat on. It's like when a player gets traded from the National League to the American League or vice versa, and their stats for the the uh, the other league just stay. So like, yeah. you know, somebody's hitting 323 in the National League and then they get traded to the American League. Well, for the rest of the year, they're hitting 323. Like that gets that, that stat just stays almost as if they hit 323 every single day for the rest of the year so that their stat stays there. Well, it's kind of, I don't know if that makes sense as an analogy for you, but that's kind of, you know, Heath Ledger's performance just gets to stay there as that with nothing that yeah. can come along and, and knock the average down and yeah. we're better for it in some way. Well, that's true. Not losing like, him, but yeah. Yeah. But just that performance gets to remain the pinnacle yeah. of what it means to be Joker to me. And, you know, uh, I think with that, like, it, it's a good place to wrap the episode. Um, you know, we've covered two very iconic characters across yeah. decades of portrayals. Um, and there's so many more of these that, that we can do. Right. Just even with the Batman universe, we could Catwoman, you know, we could do. Yeah. You got Catwoman, Catwoman. Penguins gonna, right. The Riddler's yeah. going to have a new portrayal in the upcoming, the Batman movie. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Where it sounds like he's a serial killer. Like, I'm real interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Batman universe. But, you know, we've got, I, I know on my list, just really quick ones that we'll do future episodes on, you know, Fantastic Four. Um, huh. that, that one's been done a couple times, and it sounds like they're going to do it again. Superman, obviously iconic. Right. Uh, rich history of portrayal, both on television and I mean, so many actors, right? Yeah. So many television versions. Right. And um, if you're doing Superman, you almost have to do Lois Lane. Yeah. And, you got to talk about Lois Lane. And Lex uh, Luthor. Wonder Woman. 
uh spider-man i, I oh, we may do that one yeah. closer to the release of the new no way home movie especially with the rumors that we're going to see two other you know prior spider-man actors like yeah. show up right um and then you know the x-men uh is another one where we've seen yeah you know a couple versions of that now and it looks like we're going to see more versions of it coming soon so lots of stuff we can do on this one uh i think if people have others that they want to see talked about and discussed like throw them in the comments right yeah dave do you have some on that on your list that you want you were thinking about that i, I mean, didn't that's, hit? that's kind of those are the, the big ones that i'd hit was uh i i, I wanted us to to see about some other you know if we could get out away from the the big two of batman superman uh, or big three batman superman spider-man i think were kind of the obvious ones so we've mentioned a few others i hadn't thought about fast fantastic four so that's a good one yeah. um, oh daredevil too we had two yes. versions of daredevil yeah and well three kind of three no maybe just two just two yeah sorry uh, third. um i don't know what i was thinking of there that's um, right but I, you know i was thinking about catwoman because here's a you know i made a I kind of made a stink earlier about the whole, oh, how can Bruce Wayne be blonde? And yet Catwoman is a character that has been played by such a wide variety of, yeah. uh, a diversity of uh, of actors, right? different races and different ages and, and um, yeah. different looks. Like, I think that's a, that's pretty cool that there's a character that has been around a long, long time yeah. that has been able to, have a lot of different looks and not as far as i know get that big outcry now maybe it's because it's somewhat of a minor more minor character than than batman or superman but True. like you know as far as i know people aren't carrying torches and right yeah and throwing tomatoes because character because actor x is playing this character and how can True. how can this character possibly be look like that you know i think that's pretty neat yeah. So yeah. maybe we can revisit that one uh, next year when the Batman comes out and we get to see oh, uh, yeah. Zoe, the, Zoe Kravitz as Zoe Kravitz uh, as Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great a great spot. And one more that I totally forgot, and this could have significant impact with some announcements that have been made, but the Hulk. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. We've had a few versions of the Hulk, everything from Lou Ferrigno, right? Yeah. Painted yeah, green yeah. on TV to, right. uh, to Mark Ruffalo, and there's some in between. But with uh, yeah. it sounds like uh, Planet Hulk is going to get a a movie, and uh, that's the rumor right now. So we'll have to see how that one pans out. And you know, do we get Mark Ruffalo, or are they going to recast that? I would hope they'd yeah. stick with Ruffalo. You know, for the nice. continuity of everything. Right. That'd be interesting to see how they do because they kind of already did that a piece of that storyline in Thor Ragnarok. But okay, yes, they did. I, I, pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, Flash. Flash is another one that we've seen a lot of different true. versions of. There was a TV version of the TV Flash. show back in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. The very and styrofoam today. padded suit. Right. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm right. sure there are others. Well, Who are we missing? Folks, send us uh yeah. send us some notes. Uh and and John, one more time. Where where can everybody find us? You bet you can find us on Spotify podcast, iTunes podcast, YouTube, Instagram at coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, of course, you can always email us at supers at coffeeandcapes.com uh, to let us know, you know, on any of those channels, what do you think we should be talking about? Yeah, What's important what, to you? Yeah. What in geek culture, uh, whether it's film, comic books, what have you, you know, do you want to hear about? And, and we'll be happy to drink our coffee 
and spill our guts. <laughs> exactly. So till next time, I'm coffee. He's Kate. Wait, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Good work right? that way. Never yeah, know. Good. All right. Thanks for listening to Coffee and Capes. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm John. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.